Hello, this is Francis Lombard, and welcome back to Portrait of an Editor. Happy Halloween, everybody. And uh, here's my fourth interview from New York Comic Con. This time, I talk with Sandy King of Storm King Comics. So, pretty much appropriate for releasing this on today. I apologize for the sound. Uh, you know, convention interviews can be tough, and I think I found something wrong with my uh, recording stuff, so I'll fix that and... Hopefully everything turns out right with the other interviews I have ready. So here's my interview with Sandy King. We cover a lot of things, including really what a publisher is looking for when they go to a convention and just how the past year has worked out for Storm King Comics. And as you probably already guessed, we also do talk about what she does on Halloween. So have a great day and enjoy. Well, I am here with Sandy King of Storm King Comics. <laughs> it's it's Sunday. Yeah, it's I Sunday know. morning at New York Comic Con. How's your experience been? You know what? It's actually been a pretty good convention. I was worried because a lot of the majors aren't here, and and, and, and my peer group of Boom and Skybound. Those guys aren't here. Yeah, I was surprised to hear that they weren't coming. Yeah, and so I was a little worried that those com that group of comics fans might not show up. That it's the vintage collectors, the golden age, and then all the toy people. Yeah. So it's actually been good, and uh, I'm pleasantly surprised. We're getting the traffic, and people seem happy. And at any time. Now, one thing I was talking to Will Dennis, I think he was talking about San Diego, which also was missing some people you were surprised, you know, some publishers. But what it, we sort of were talking about how it creates breathing room. You know, it, it you know, that if they're missing, it easily seems to get filled and um, it gives other publishers an opportunity to shine a little more, get a little more attention. You, you said that your numbers have been pretty good with people coming by and, and just the yeah, you know, interaction. These events, San Diego and New York, have two functions for publishers. One is we're doing business. We're connecting with our writers and artists on each coast. We're getting the next couple of years' books lined up and, and making those deals for, for our books. Stuff they could do for free because they're already putting out a lot of 
So I think that the conventions are to be a, give a boost to pain and to say, hey, we're grateful for it. You know, not just to go, oh, look how many books I sold. Yeah, because you, you want to develop, I, would, I think it was, I've talked about this before, that creators want to develop a fan base who yeah. show up every time you put something out. And the same thing goes for you as a publisher. Yeah. Uh, that you want this fan base that's watching who you know what's going on your website, your Twitter account, and sort of eager for the next thing. And that helps you sort of budget things. Really, it's really it simple. Does, and, and, and mostly, everything in the arts, everything in entertainment, is about symbiotic relationship between fans and the creators. And um, you want them to do what you're doing. You can only tell if they did what you're doing by their excitement or seeing you show up. If they're excited when I'm here, um, we have lots of repeat buyers in the, uh, the yearly anthology. Then we go, oh, I missed number six. Oh, great, number eight's out this year. And then, so I started doing things like this year, I had a bunch of the East Coast creators, we usually have a signing date. Well, I got them to sign all of the New York exclusive covers this year. So that there's 16 signatures on the New York exclusive covers. Wow. <laughs> so, on the business side, how did that, how has that worked? Has it bounced really back? Did people, were you able to, you know, we had COVID, I don't know if you were here last year. I know yeah, it was I'm here. Little, okay. So what was the difference? Is it do you feel the con has really bounced back since last year and this year when it comes to your publishing uh, agenda? You know, we actually had a really good year here last year. Yeah. Um, there was great visibility. I was in my old booth, which was was great for many years, and now it's a toy shop. Um, but. Uh, actually had our best year ever last year. Oh, really? Um, we didn't fall off during COVID on our print comics, where we got nailed, ironically, was because we got pirated. Oh, shoot. Uh, continually straight out of comics on. So I've now changed our, our digital distribution. It has a uh, to simplify it more of a uh, Spotify model where it's through global comics. And they have a really great deal where there's ways for people to subscribe, there's paywall things, there's uh, free, lots of uh, free entry points. And I think it makes it so that people are incentivized to come buy comics, come try comics without risk, um, get to have so many free pages or so many free issues, that um, they get a no-risk experience for people that really only live on their iPads, iPhones, that kind of thing. There's vertical scrolling or more phones, and they're a pretty exciting company that gets it that some people are going to Yeah. <laughs> and other people want to have a browsing experience digitally 
so bad. This is supposed to be hardcore for people. Yes. And I try to make it so everybody can have something at every price point. I've got collectors stuff that's really expensive and real, really There's my ancestor. But I've also got like five to seven dollars. For people who just want to read they a good want, story. Yeah, yeah. want a good story, great art, all that. And we have the trades, and those are the ones where I have to raise the price a bit because I, I couldn't get 80 pound, 80 pound glossy paper. And uh, yeah, I tried to add some of the printers. Yeah. And the ones that could do, you know, we have foil, <laughs> all kinds of stuff that I, I like people to feel like they got something special, whatever it is. I want them to hold it and hug it and think that they just scored one ever. Um, and it costs. And I try not to pass that cost heavily on to Yeah, and if you can, your digital can increase your digital, everything makes it easier to, your numbers, if you increase your sales numbers, it enables you to keep your pricing low. Some people that are just always going to want to be on their iPads, their iPhones, yeah. and their computers. I get it. So, but let's give you the best experience we give you. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm an entertainer. I'm a storyteller. So, however you want to hear the story, What's the best experience for you? And the simplest. Yeah, because that's how you blow your brains out trying to figure out how to read the comic book. So, one last question. Are you sleeping at all this October with everything that's going on? You had New York Comic Con, <laughs> you're publishing, you're releasing the new Halloween, Halloween Nights? Is it Halloween? Uh, the, the anthology is, is Tales for Halloween Night. Yeah, tale for, uh, Tales for Halloween Night. John, uh, executive producer and scored, is uh, Halloween Ends. <laughs> Halloween Ends. Uh, we had a, a podcast that's being put together next year, a fiction podcast. So think the Iris and I think The Shadow from the 30s. Nice. You know, great, just great things, horror stories. Uh, so that's on the Realm platform, as John Carpenter presents. So we have that going. And we have a couple of TV series that will be out next year. Uh, uh, one's on Peacock, one's on Netflix. So there's a lot going on, and I, I think I daydream about sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, uh, or like, just take Halloween off and sleep that day or something. <laughs> or, no, we pretty much work through Halloween. Is there is there anything special? I mean, what do you do for Halloween? I guess that'll be my I, last um, <laughs> Our office is in a residential neighborhood. And um, the first year we were there, the neighbors you know, had heard and we had decorated the front yard bodies and that's, but not too scary because there's an elementary school in the block. And it's a trick-or-treat And so I, you know, I've been part of, I think I was 
Sunday, the last Sunday of the con. Uh, it sounds like it's been a successful con for you, yeah. and congratulations on everything, and happy Halloween. Happy Halloween <laughs> to you too. Thank you.